From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another episode, another informative episode, Digital Currency. It's the wave of the future, whether we like it or not. And central banks around the world are weighing introducing a new kind of money one that will allow us to transact in our digital world safely and securely. Now, a recent survey by the Bank of International Settlements found that 80% of the world's central banks surveyed are engaged in research, experimentation or development of a central bank digital currency known as a CBDC. And furthermore... 20% say they would likely offer a digital currency by 2025. So that's why I'm, you know, reading everywhere that there will be no cash in the not-too-distant future. I wanted to get some facts on it, and who better to ask than David Treat. He's Senior Managing Director, Global Blockchain, and Multi-Party Systems Lead at Accenture. Welcome, David. Thanks, Mark. Glad to be here. A a CBDC is, uh, is by its nature tokenized, right? Meaning that Uh, When it is minted, a central bank gives each token a unique identifier, much as a dollar bill as a serial number. So, David, like a paper dollar, this digital dollar is a fiat currency that enjoys the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Is that correct? That's exactly right, and and maybe maybe one of its you know the most important characteristic against the backdrop of of all the the rest of the cryptocurrency space or digital currency space that that pre, you know that premise of it being yet just another form of the dollar in a U.S. context um, is is really important because it, a dollar is a dollar is a dollar no matter what, what context it's in whether you're pace, pa- passing paper currency across a counter to a merchant mm-hmm. uh, swiping your card and drawing down from your checking or savings account, or in this case now with this new form of money, uh, using a CBDC token. So, and like a paper dollar, it's a bearer instrument, meaning it can be held by only, what, one owner at any moment. And unlike uh, account-based currency, it's never subject to a reconciliation process. Is that correct? Have I got that wrong? Yeah, that's right. One way to think about it is is if you walk up to that, uh, you know, your, you go to your local shop and you have that choice, you can you can pass pass the paper token across the counter, right? The physical cash. You could swipe your credit card, which just to your point now, right, would then kick off a, a message to your bank to check funds availability, a message to the merchant's bank to the merchant. It's a you know multi-day, multi-se- multi-message and reconciliation-based process with with fees and, and delays, et cetera. Um, or now this is, you know, with this new form of money, mm-hmm. you can transact as conveniently and directly as you were passing cash over the counter. You're simply tapping and transferring that, that token uh, directly to the shop owner, and it's immediately available then for their use, just like cash would be in their tail. All right, so we're calling them CBDCs. What, what is central bank digital currencies? What sets them apart? from established currencies. So, so we, we talk about it as being a third form of money. Obviously, the first form uh, being, you know, paper and coin, uh, you know, minted by the Fed and Treasury. Mm-hmm. The second form being our electronic balances and our checking and saving of accounts, right? It's an electronic form of money. And as you suggested earlier, now, um, similar to the process by which, again, in a U.S. context, the Fed and Treasury would uh, would mint paper dollars and distribute them to the banking system. 
uh, in this future, they would also mint these central bank digital currency tokens uh, as bearer instruments. They would go into the banking system, and you and I as end consumers would have the choice uh, just as if we're, you know, we're we're going out and we want to have cash in our our wallets uh, and go to an ATM to withdraw the cash, mm-hmm. we have the ability to go go either via an app or or you know potentially an ATM, uh, and download these uh, central bank digital currency tokens into our phone uh, and carry them uh, and, and you know to then be used without mm-hmm. that messaging and record. So we're we're still drawing them down out of our set, you know checking or savings account. Right, we're just changing. Right. We now have a new option of not just getting paper, uh, but we can also now get these digital tokens, which obviously then work better in the digital world for online transactions or or you know uh, certainly not subject to distance being an issue. Right. Well, what about the CBDCs? You know, improving the way consumers businesses and banks transact are we all going to be up there together or who's going to be behind yes yeah, so the when you globally and, and in the u.s context it's uh really really the banking system uh credit card companies if you look at the players involved in the helping to shape this future um it, it's it's all of those players plus you know the regulatory community legal community consumer affairs uh you know focused people um you know all all to be able to to design this in a way um, that will be maximally usable. And, and maybe one of my favorite parts of this is that I think that it uh, it opens up the possibilities to help to address, not a panacea, but help to address uh, the unbanked and underbanked population, uh, people that are not included are, are directly into our financial system for whom physical cash is really uh, the only option or, or default mode. Um, the ability to to think through, you know, no one needs to be onboarded to use cash, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody has to sign up or, mm-hmm. or you know, or, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, so adopting those principles of creating this central bank digital currency, um, the ability to think through uh, being obviously with the, you know, very important dynamic of someone has to have a smartphone, right. which is, can be a hurdle for some. Um, but but if you are enabled with a device, being able to download this wallet, have a different standard for that onboarding, right, to prevent, uh, you know, the situation that many face in banking deserts in the U.S. context where there isn't a bank branch for hundreds of miles around, right. um, being able to download a wallet, um, you, know, uh, you, know, on, you know, and essentially have an easier onboarding ramp into the financial system and to be able to transact online uh, through, you know, through what this technology can add. So we're we're excited that it's going to be able to add at that end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, similarly, similarly at the other end of the spectrum, um, you see giant players, right? Core capital markets infrastructure players, um, cross you know banks around cross border payments, thinking about how does this help modernize our financial infrastructure, uh, which is you know which is is getting old and uh, and creaking, and just like we need to upgrade our you know bridges and tunnels and roads, we mm-hmm. also have to continue to modernize our financial infrastructure. So, David, this is just the start of 2021. Uh, The central bank issued digital currencies. Is this the year? This is the year for pilots um, uh, and hopefully pilots in the U.S. context. Uh, Right now, if you look around the world, um, you know, we're we're helping Sweden's Riksbank uh, create their pre-production prototype. We're working with the Banque de France on an exercise in Europe. Um, You know, there are announcements over the weekend in India um, obviously, China is making progress in this space. So globally, as 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 the Bank of International Studies report that you referenced, um, this is this is a white hot dynamic uh, globally. It's mm-hmm. been underway for a while. We actually 
our first central bank client, uh, we worked with uh, a little more than five years ago now, um, but it's not quiet anymore. So, um, so you know, we're a few years away from I think full scale production implementation and you and I being able to use it. Nice. Um, but I think we're 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 quarters away from pilot programs uh, where you know where we can start to really learn and uh, and start to develop it in the in the spirit and values and principles of, of what we want here in a U.S. context. So all that uh, countries you mentioned, and is that what we term, term the uh, digital dollar project? No, so, the, so specifically the digital dollar project is U.S. focused. Um, it's in recognition um, more, a little more than a year ago, uh, former CFTC uh, Commissioner uh, Christian Carlo and I uh, sat down and, and looked at all the progress that was happening around the world and and saw a little bit of a lack of that progress here in the U.S. And so we wanted to help to bring bring that dialogue here. So it's a not 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 for profit, you know, pro bono activity on our part. It's it's an open community. We formed this fantastic board of advisors from you know from the who's who of the financial and regulatory and legal communities, um, all intended to just get the dialogue going. Um, Chris, on on the project's behalf, testified before Congress uh, three times over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently working with members of Congress around what pilot programs could look like. And uh, and as I said, hopefully our, our next goal, after having put out some white papers to help raise the level of understanding and education, our next goal is to help drive the, the right kind of public-private partnership uh, to carry pilots forward so that we can start to start to develop this in, in again in the in the according to the principles and values that we have here in the US. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people David that would like to understand it more, read about it. Where can they go for this information? Yeah, uh, simply uh, digitaldollarproject.org. Uh, you can go there anyway, you can download the white papers, you can look at some of the research, uh, see the results of the congressional testimony and read about the pilots. That's fantastic. It's an exciting time. Probably scaring the older people, you know, I'm getting up there too, uh, scare the wits out of us, but it's probably going to be easier than we think it is, you know? It always is. The the, the, the uh, consumer advocacy voice here, uh, thinking about all of the populations and usability and convenience. Uh, if it's not if it's not usable and convenient, it won't work. So we'll, uh, we'll hopefully design something that uh, can be natural for all of us. Good on you, David. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, David Treat, Senior Managing Director, Global Lead of Accenture's Blockchain Business and Accenture's Lead of the New York FinTech Innovation Lab. Uh, thanks. Hope all goes well for you, David. Thanks very much. Appreciate it, Mark. Okay. And over the past several years, he's driven the formation of Accenture's blockchain business now spans the globe. And he engages clients all across industries and ranges uh, from pure R&D right through to full-scale client business transformation. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back with another Mark Bishop show soon. 